Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. My name's Tony Nichols. I'm the CEO of Good Talent Media. And we here at Good Talent Media help organisations get their messages across in the press. And you can hear the, the horns from Flinders Lane. I'm coming to you from V&J Menswear, actually, joined by Rick Miolo. He's styling me up for the Spring Racing Carnival, but I thought, Rick, we'd talk about getting ready for media appearances and that psychology of presenting and feeling good about yourself. Now, I recall a long time ago, you started teaching me about it, actually. I just came out of news. I was wearing these suits thinking I was looking good, but you gave me a lot of great advice and it's been the start of a great relationship. Rick, how should people think when they're getting ready for media interviews? Firstly, hello, Tony, and hello, listeners. Um, Look, when it comes to getting ready for an interview, this is quite an interesting topic because when I dress gentlemen, uh, as you can see the experience you've had here, Tony, when they come in here, I've set it up in a way that I need to get to understand how they're thinking, what their mantra is, what their values are. A lot of men look at um, lookbooks for health, be it through Instagram, be it through influencers, and they think, oh, I like that look. But does it necessarily suit them? Does it suit their culture? Does it suit their, let's say, age? And I don't want to bring ageism into this because I think that you can dress and dress whatever colours that are appropriate for you and your personality. So age is not specific. But a lot of men do mention, hey, I do want to dress my age. I want to look appropriate for the location that I'm going to or the event I'm attending or the interview that I'm giving or, or attending or needing to sell myself in a particular light be it a CEO, be it a person going for their first role in in a new job. There are so many elements to consider, but the first thing you need to consider is what's your narrative running through your mind and what do you feel or what do you think about yourself? And if if you're thinking in a negative tone about your body, like not all gentlemen's bodies are, you know, of a fit nature like yourself, Tony, I mean, you keep yourself quite healthy. I carry a little bit of weight around my tummy and I'm always aware of that. What is the narrative running through your head? Do you think you're fat? Do you think you're, um, and, and again, using that words inappropriate and politically incorrect these days, but do you feel that, um, you know, you, you don't have that, the right structure for, for a particular job? These are all little narratives that run through our head and we need to be aware of that narrative. That's interesting. And what a great place to start. What's the narrative running through your head? So it's what's your story because we're all about storytelling here at Good Talent, right? So no, all of our clients are in the press all the time telling their stories. But I love where you've taken me here. What's the narrative running through your head? So And therefore, you're looking for the presentation to match that narrative. Let's go back to when we met. And as a consultant, I love other consultants giving me real advice, being real with me because we can't help anyone unless we're real with each other. And I always say to my guys, we're getting paid to be ignored all the time. And I'm actually cool with that because I feel good that I'm trying to help people whether they like the advice or not. Often what people are shopping for is different to what they need, right? So when I met you, big segue, but I'll pull it back. When I met you, I thought, wow, what a brave guy. Because Rick said to me, Tony, you know, he started with some nice things, you know, you're a nice guy, rah, rah, rah. But then it was like, you know, you're an intense guy. You're an intimidating guy. These blues are only just reinforcing that. You're looking like a banker, like in these blue suits you wear. Why don't you soften your look? What about that belt? That's a jeans belt, not a suit belt. I didn't know. Now, now I know, and I remember all of this because it was real. Now, how many conversations do we have that we just forget? But when we get authentic with each other, it's a different thing. You can change someone's life. I feel like you did, actually. You said, look, Tony, I know those shoes look comfortable. You're comfortable in those shoes, right? But they look terrible. (laughs) So I thought this was really cool because I just left news... And now I'm being a consultant, I'm trying to do something else with my life. But how I, my narrative in my mind was nothing like how I looked. But you helped match that up. 
And that was the start of a beautiful life eight years later. And, you know, we're, we're doing okay. So I thank you for that. Firstly, if I haven't in the past. But, mate, is it about total congruency between internal story and how you look? Remembering also, people don't necessarily have a hot story about themselves. Is it about actually changing our story? Well, firstly, thank you for that endorsement, Tony. That's beautiful. And I appreciate the relationship we've got. And that's uh, an interesting topic you raise here. Because yes, it's about the congruency, but it's also becoming the new person who you want to become. And a lot of us aspire to become that new executive, that uh, better, again, getting dressed for executive roles. And I'm talking about not necessarily executive roles, any new role that you might be taking on, whether it be a lawyer, a salesperson, um, whether you're going from a lawyer's job to a PT trainer, you need to dress appropriately for the person you want to become. And that it doesn't necessarily need to be congruent with the narrative in your mind because your narrative might not be where it needs to be for who you need to become. And this is the whole thing. It's dressing a gentleman from the inside out, being aware of his own issues that's running through his mind, but also inspiring him to become that person he needs to become. So if they're not used to dressing up appropriately for a particular industry, then I need to educate that person in that particular realm for what he needs to, um, who he needs to aspire to become. So I need to be aware of that. I also need to be aware of what his past experiences are of who has educated him on how to address. A lot of us have been dressed by a former partner or from our mothers. So if a mother has said to you that you look great in blue and I come in and say to you that blue is not a good colour for you, then I'm going against one of the most important people in your life, being someone that you love. So I need to be aware of someone's own mindset about the way they think about colour and the way they think about a particular item of dress or garment and how it suits them. Because they're coming from, let's say, someone else's uh, mindset, someone else's uh, perspective. So I'm going to be always challenging someone's frame of reference and I need to be aware of that. And then there becomes the whole issue of budget and what someone thinks is is good in terms of what someone's um, places value on, on a garment. Um, some people think a, a suit shouldn't be more than $400 or a blazer shouldn't be more than two or $300 or a pair of jeans shouldn't be more than $70 and they need to understand what they are buying, what the fabric does for them and is it the best type of fabric or garment construction that suits their particular body shape. You've just picked a gross suit for me for the Melbourne Cup and, and, you know, and shirt and what is it, a pocket anky and pin and it went on and on because this guy upsells, right? (laughs) What is all that? We haven't even talked price. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's go to confidence. We work with all manner of CEOs right around the country and it doesn't really matter who we work with. When that you're about to go on live you're nervous. And if you're not nervous, you're not taking the opportunity seriously. And I think the nerves are important. What about dressing for confidence to get your message across to be as assertive? Because you absolutely don't feel great the first 60 seconds into a live interview. Look, that's, again, this is a whole new realm of topic to talk about here, Tony. And and this is a fascinating colour therapy has been used for generations. I'm talking about over a thousand years. And I've studied a little bit on chakra uh, meditation and I use colour therapy and apply it to a gentleman's, again, their mantra, their mindset on colour. So when we need to present a little bit more formal, need to present a little bit more, not aggressive, but a little bit more dominant, a little bit more confident, 
And someone's. Uh, do you mean how I used to look? <laughs> well, sometimes those colours are appropriate, and depending on on the situation that you face. So, if you're going into a meeting and you're wearing very light colours, they might not necessarily make you look formal enough. So, you need to be wary of the choices that you make. So, when it's a, a formal meeting, darker colours are more appropriate. When it's more celebratory, when it's a little bit more catching up with clients, and you just need to to kind of re-initiate um, that relationship with the client. That's when you can go a little bit more lighter in your colours, a little bit more patterns in your in, in the fabrics that you use. But when you first meet someone, people tend to make a, a strong or a, pretty much a, a call on who you are within the first microseconds of meeting you. So you want to make sure that if you're in marketing or if you're in, in, in a, a very serious role, then you want to make sure that you don't take away from the message coming out of your voice that you present to the narrative of the job that you're actually going for and also present your personality in the way that you express yourself. If you're trying to be someone else in your dress sense, then you're only fooling yourself. And that's the way that you gain your confidence is by actually trying something new, making sure it works for you, taking a photo of the way you look, your new vision, your new look, and then looking at yourself in a photo and saying, you know what, that actually suits me. And if that makes you feel good and you have an internal smile when you come out of a change room and you go, oh, I'm not used to these colours, but they're making me feel good, then you're ready for that change. And that's what's going to give you the confidence to face any new challenge that you come across in life. It's funny you talk about chakras and the things. I I interviewed a lady this week and she said she was studying, or not studying, that she was a shamanic, shamanic healer. For heaven's sake, I mean, I'm all for chakras and shamanic healing, but, but to me, be talking about that in your job, job interview, that's an out for me. Like, I'm totally out on that. Hey, just to wrap up, it's good to look good, right? And I love it. Like, you've, we're creating a new narrative. We're going somewhere else. We're getting our messages across and we're looking good. But feeling good matters. So often, I observe people in the media and the guy's got the brand new starchy shirt. It doesn't look good. The collar's sitting wrong. It, it, it's all, it hasn't been ironed properly. It needs to be washed and ironed, right? So I think looking good, absolutely, because you've got to feel good, but you need to be comfortable. I think you've got to wear some of these new styles in a little bit. Absolutely. And people pick up on the way you present and being uh, well presented, not necessarily stiffly presented, well presented, doesn't mean that you can't be casual. You can be elegant casually. But when you um, present, it's it's about making sure that it's you and that it's appropriate. And if you if you dress up more than less, and this is what I'm going, going to encourage all listeners, if you dress up more, think more elegantly as opposed to casual, that would be my first recommendation. Because today, the whole casual environment, unfortunately, has filtered through an attitude of being too relaxed. And sometimes it's not appropriate for the audience. So when you dress up a little bit more than less, people see you as a more considered gentleman, a more considered person, that you've taken them into consideration, that you're paying respect to them. And that's a beautiful way of paying respect to yourself. So it's always important to be a little bit better dressed than the other person that might be in the room with you. And you become more noticeable. Uh, people tend to gravitate towards the way you present. And it's a beautiful thing. And that builds your confidence. So it's kind of like a full circle here, Tony. Yeah. Um, so when you become more considered to your audience, you dress up a little bit more. Don't have to be dressed up in a full suit, which is, again, not inappropriate at times. Sometimes a full suit is appropriate. Sometimes wearing a tie is appropriate. And if you're unsure, dress up a little bit more than less and you'll feel better and you'll become a better person because of it. Wonderful, Rick. Well, 
so cool to be here. Thanks so much for styling me up for the Spring Racing Carnival. I'm oh, we're, I'm super excited. We got tickets and, and, and we're going as a couple of couples. And my wife's out this weekend buying things as well. So it's nice to have the kids at that age where we can do stuff like this. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so great to celebrate spring and have the ability to celebrate again. And people are, are really enjoying the aspect of the festive season, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it as well. He still hasn't told me what this suit costs, so, so let's get in, <laughs> let's get into the haggling. So, uh, Rick Miolo, VNJ Menswear, Flinders Lane. Always great to be in your company. He hasn't pulled a scotch out yet. Maybe that's coming as well. Take care, mate, and thanks for listening.